your experience cannot dictate what the truth about Jesus Christ is because Jesus died on a cross no matter what your church experience was. If if you think you went to church and was boring and didn't help you, that does not change the fact Jesus Christ died on a cross. Does not change the fact, again, he rose from the dead. Does not change the fact that he fulfilled prophecies, that he's really the one that we follow. None of that gets changed. You want true peace? Come to Jesus. Right. He's the way, the truth, the life. Right. That's what you just said. Right. He's going to be our way into heaven. Right. Trust in him. This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. I'm Bill McMinn. This is Mark Hosseller from Eagleville Bible Church, both pastors here. I'm sure you know that. You know, you were tuned in. Like, this is not surprising information. I was wondering who you guys were, actually. But <laughs> if you just tuned in, this is the first uh, podcast you've seen. We appreciate you tuning in. It's called Way to Go because we like to put practical truth out there. That's right. And yeah. I've been uh, reading in 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians, and there's a passage that really stuck out to me. And I think it's good for the days in which we live because what Paul is talking about here is this is the way I commend myself. This is the way that I live. This is how I show that um, I'm real and I'm genuine and I really mean it like this is how I'm conducting myself and so he's talking about how he didn't want to put an obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry right I don't want to put any obstacle in anyone else's way when it comes Mm -hmm. to ministry and he had said that before and really made me think in another passage in the Corinthians as well to the weak I became weak to the strong I'm strong To the Gentiles, I'm mm-hmm. like Gentile. To the Jews, I'm like a Jew. He goes, but of course, you know, holding to God's truth, I'm not letting go of God's truth at all, but I'm trying to fit in wherever I can. And it really made a challenge to me that the preeminent thing for myself is to promote Christ, mm-hmm. right? Not That's division, right. not controversy. Like my main thing is not, I, I feel strongly about some of this gender stuff. Like male, female is pretty important mm-hmm. to me. I I like men. I like women. I, I like I, um, that's the way God created the world. He created the male and female. And I'm, um, but that's not fighting about these things endlessly or making this a main thrust of what I'm all about or what I think and forgetting. No, we're about the gospel that's of right. Christ. That's right. In that verse, my translation says an occasion for offense. Right. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I, if I get off track of the gospel, it's gonna. I'm gonna be like a target. I'm gonna be like the the dart, you know, right. going against the target for people that are looking for my ministry to be offensive. Right. The gospel message itself, to be honest with you, is offensive enough. Right. They have to make a decision just based on the gospel and offensive. I, and in what way? I in agree with you, that, but yeah, in the way that it's going to force you to make a decision on what you have to do with your life. If you're right. going to stay in dysfunction or if you're going to come to freedom in Jesus Christ, you know, well, I'll give it's you another way. force that Jesus Christ said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. And no one comes to the father except through me. And That's I think right. that the main way in which the gospel can be a stumbling block to someone is the singularity of the gospel mm-hmm. that people really don't want to look at and deal with the fact like it's the only way we'd rather have the all courses bleed into one Mm -hmm. and all courses are really going the same direction and i want you to know how ridiculous that level of thinking would be in any other field you cannot when you have 
religions saying absolutely different things. In other words, some religions would say that there's reincarnation, right. that you're just going to blur back into whatever the universe, and maybe you come back as a frog, and maybe you come back as a dog, and maybe you come back as a person, My maybe goodness. you come back as a cow, is far different from believing in a personal God that we're going to stand before, that we are always going to be us, that our soul is eternal, our you're not saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. And people with intelligence are saying, well, the intelligent thing to do is to say it's all true. Try that on a test at college no, or in high school it, where all the answers are true, teacher. No, that, it can't it, be tr to me, all Bill, true. I, to be honest with you, that takes more faith than faith in Jesus Christ and that right, plan of salvation. Right. It takes so much more faith than to think about uh, you know, uh, everyone's it, right. Yeah, everyone's right. And Even though they're saying opposite good things and all of that, you know, we're just all it's all going to be utopia. That's not true, right? We, you want true peace? Come to Jesus, right? He's the way, the truth, the life, right? That's what you just said, right? He's going to be our way into heaven, right? So trust in Him. You're gonna. Well, I'm telling you, there's just about, no greater let's, life. Let's talk yeah. about that for a minute, and, and and some of the reasons we believe in Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus Christ made the statement, "I am the way." I am the truth, I am the life in John 14, 6, and no one mm -hmm. comes to the Father except through me. If you want to come to the Father, if you want to have eternal life, if you want to be forgiven, we come through Jesus Christ who That's died right. on the cross for our sins. Now, people will assent, most people will say that Jesus Christ was a great teacher. And mm -hmm. they will say some people who don't want to believe that he's the Son of God, actually, or that he's the Savior and Lord will still say he's a great teacher. My question would then be for them, if you don't believe that statement, how then is he a great teacher That's if right. he taught something that was, in fact, untrue? That's It's so good, man. Right? That's right. Now, no, either, see, like people have said, either Jesus Christ was on the money or he's a lunatic. That's right. Because he was running around saying that if you believe in me, you have eternal life. Mm -hmm. Who in the world gets away with that? that I mean, making right. those kind of statements, unless that's there's right. something absolutely extraordinary that sets them apart above and beyond anyone who has ever been on this planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, C.S. Lewis, I think right. he said he's either a lunatic, a liar, or he's Lord. Right. And if he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. Right. Make him Lord of your life. Right. You know, he's not a lunatic. Right. And he knew exactly what, at 12 years old, the teachers of the law were amazed at his wisdom of being able to look into God's word. Right. At 12 years old, they were like, who is this guy? Right. They couldn't believe every time he talked, he's like, this guy's amazing. The authority right. he, he has. Well, because he was a guy and he was God. Right. Right. <laughs> all together, right. all in one. That's Jesus Christ. That's my Lord. And you right. know what? If you're listening to this right now and you want to know that way, that truth, that life, that verse, just before the one you just read, it says, now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. That's verse two right, right there. Right. And that's how you can come to know that you have mm. salvation and eternal life. God sent his son into this world to show you and me how much he loves us. Right. He gave us his son. He wants us to accept that way, that truth, that life, because that's where freedom is found. That's where salvation is found. That's where forgiveness of sins, life everlasting. Well, that's great news. One thing I do like about yeah. Christianity is that it deals realistically with the sin nature, which we have. Yeah. You cannot deny that there is a bent within us that's to right. want to do bad and stupid stuff. We can be selfish. We can be petty, we can be angry, we can be hateful, we can be bitter. Uh, there are times where people are stealing, there are times where people are menacing people. There's all kinds of 
issues yeah. in humanity. We see this in violence every day in the news. Mm -hmm. We see this in the fighting. We see it in families that won't talk to each other. At least the Bible is honest about humanity when it says that we are sinners. Now, in John, 4, John 3, verse 14, there's a verse, and it says, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Whoever believes in him may have eternal life. And I think what an obscure reference that is. I would say that probably most Americans, if they read that verse, would have zero concept right. as to what in the world he's talking about. And he says, as Moses, Moses being a hero of the Jewish people, Moses being the one through whom the Ten Commandments came, mm -hmm. so he's considered the lawgiver. Moses, this famous, famous Israeli leader who led them out of bondage in Egypt, right? It says, as this guy named Moses lifted up the serpent, Serpents in the wilderness, hmm. so must the Son of Man be lifted up. What is that a reference to? Well, I think it's in the book of Numbers. I think it is. Uh, the people were getting bit by snakes yes. and because they were complaining. They, they, they were had, grumbling. They had grumbling and complaining spirits. And, and so God provided a solution to that problem. God said, here is a snake. Right. Put it on your staff. Huge up. bronze, huge bronze serpent. Yeah. It was yeah. made of bronze. He put it up in a camp for everyone to see because people were dying of the snake bites. All they had to do when they were bitten is look to the snake. And when they looked to the snake, they were healed. Right. Now, they wanna, were saved. They were. <laughs> now, <laughs> let's think about this story for a minute. They did something wrong. They sinned. They were grumbling against God, mm -hmm. which indicated their lack of faith. It wasn't just words. It indicates a lack of faith in the God who brought 10 plagues, broke apart the Red Sea so they could walk through it, mm -hmm. delivers them from the Egyptian armies, has done, rains manna down every day, and they're complaining against him. How do you not believe totally? I don't even know. But anyway, so they're they're in this situation where they are sinning. So God gets sick of it, and he punishes them mm -hmm. because sin has consequences. So there's a problem in humanity. We sin. Mm -hmm. There's also a consequence of that sin, and the consequence was death. Just like it says in the Bible, the wages right. of sin is death. That's right. The wages of sin is separation from God. That's the wages of sin. There's a sin. There's a consequence. So let's just look at that for a second. That's it. There's yeah. a sin. There's a consequence. Is that not, in fact, true in our lives, and how is it true? Absolutely, man. Okay, so uh, the consequence of adultery probably right. going to be a, a divorce. Okay. It doesn't have to be, but it probably is going to end up Depends in, on, in, in, in My divorce, wife would be, you know? it would be, yeah. Right, absolutely. Uh, adultery is sin, if you don't know that. You know what I mean? If you right. cheat on your your spouse, that is sin. Right. The result, going to end up in the death of your marriage. Right. That's what's going to happen. Right. Sin equals death. Right. All the time. Right. Something's dying. Right. You know? <laughs> if, I would agree with that. If, you, if I were to lie to you, Okay, and mm -hmm. you catch, man, Bill's not honest. And sometimes Bill says this, and that's not really lining up because dishonesty is when you present something as fact that does not line up with facts. Yeah. So it is so not what, a fact true. So what died? My trust. Right. So <laughs> your you. the consequence yeah. of that is right. You're really not going to trust me and friendship space and trust. Yeah. We cannot yeah. possibly be friends. If I'm, so there's a consequence of that. That's exactly so right. with the serpent of the wilderness is such a brilliant story because there was a sin, there was a, a penalty. Now the people realize they're dying. And so they call out, they call out to God. 
They want to know what to do. And God made a remedy. And the remedy was the serpent. Now, mm -hmm. Mark, you just got bit, let's say, on your butt mm -hmm. <laughs> by one yeah. of these little rascally, fiery serpents. And you know you don't have long to live. It's not like the Western movies. Slit it open and suck out the poison. Mm -mm. And they say, by the way, that only happens in movies because I talked to a guy one time that I listened to a lecture on handling poisonous snakes. Not that I was going to do it, but it was just something I took my kids to. So he said, you would, you would be the stupidest person in the world to slit a snake bite open and suck the venom into your own mouth yeah. because it's a bacteria it's a it's a poison, and you just right. sucked it into you. Right. You actually have not helped the situation. You no, just brought you in your just, own life. So he said, <laughs> no one actually your... does that. No <laughs> one actually <laughs> sucks poison out. Don't go by by the move. So you don't have that option. You have one option. You're going to look to that serpent that Moses put up, and you're going to live, mm -hmm. or you're going to choose not to. Those are your choices. That's it. The singularity of salvation. That's there's a snake. I'm dying in this wilderness, man. I just got bit. Where's the serpent? I'm going to run. I'm going to look at him. I look to live. That's what faith is. So we look. We look right. to Christ on the cross. Right. And we understand that he took our penalty. Right. He's the one that took our punishment. Right. And when we look to him and place our faith and trust in not only the fact that he's on the cross, the fact that he rose again. Right. That's where our faith is. He's alive. And? He rose again. In this. He's the remedy. That's right. He's the exactly remedy. Right. Like they were dying, and there was a remedy for that. This is this parallel is stunning. You sin, yep. you were dying, you needed a remedy, and God was the only one who could do it. That's right. And my faith is complete. If I look at that serpent, I realize I'm not doing anything. I'm not running to, let's say, a doctor. I'm not getting there. There's nothing that I can do other than go God's way here acknowledge that I've sinned, I'm punished because of my own bad decisions, and now I'm going to turn to the Lord. Now, I would hope, and we do see it, where people have made mistakes, and they are snake-bitten by their own sins. Yeah. And they are struggling. They are struggling with addiction. They are struggling with yeah. the consequences of bad decisions and of drug use and of mistreating their spouse and a whole host of things. And, man, they are struggling. Looking to Christ is an answer. That's Becoming right. a Christian is an answer. Even for the forgiveness of my sins, for my eternal life, there is nothing that I can do. I have to recognize when I when it says, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, God lifted him up on a cross. That's right. That's exactly right. I'm snake yeah. bitten, and I'm going to die, every single one of us. I will be someday apart from God. Looking to Jesus is what the gospel is. That's what it's all about. I look to live. That's it. And for some reason, Bill, that message that we just laid out, that's the gospel message. That is the good news that each one of us can access forgiveness of sins. Right. For some reason, that's an offensive message right. to so many people. I don't understand it. I think it's because of the exclusive, ex exclusivity of it. Right. It's, it's, it singles out only one way. We right. don't like that. You know what I'm saying? But that's the offense of our of our message that's what paul and and the other apostles in the first century right. church that's what they died for that is right. the message that's the thing that put them to death well people don't want to be accountable to god i mean and and if you become a christian you follow you follow god's ways and you embrace morality you embrace honesty you embrace hard work you embrace loving your wife you embrace coming to church and worshiping that's a different lifestyle in and of itself. And mm -hmm. I think that some people feel that I don't want to be accountable to anyone else. I just want to do what the heck I want to yeah. do. Well, the problem is 
Yeah, but you're you're not really getting the help that is out there for mm-hmm. you to do. Another offense, Mark, is offensive Christians. And sometimes the message of Christ gets confused by something inconsiderate, something harsh, right. something that the Bible doesn't even say. I mean, sometimes Christians make up rules that the Bible never made up. Like, oh, hey, you have to wear a dress every day of your life and you can't wear jewelry. The Bible never said that, nowhere. Sometimes people, because they're offensive and because they're not loving, because they're not embracing the principles of Christ, they've set a bad example. You're right. But a bad example doesn't make a bad Jesus. Jesus probably is grieved just as much because we are his Mm -hmm. ambassadors. He's probably just as upset about some of the bad examples as we are. And I am upset. I've heard plenty of stories of what churches can do or say that I would disagree with one way or another. Sometimes they're so away from God's word in a bad way, and sometimes they're just too uptight. You can't hold your experience, cannot dictate what the truth about Jesus Christ is, because Jesus died on a cross no matter what your church experience was. If you think you went to church and was boring and didn't help you, that does not change the fact Jesus Christ died on a cross. Does not change the fact, again, he rose from the dead. Does not change the fact that he fulfilled prophecies that he's really the one that we follow none of that gets changed guys that is such a critical point and i appreciate you bringing that up we can't make church leadership the lord right jesus is lord right church leadership are still sinners right now we we trust i trust you you're my you're the leader of this church you're a spiritual you know shepherd i see your patterns of living i i watch you're a godly man, and I trust you. Right. I trust the other pastors on this staff. I trust the deacons that I we do. have in place, right. okay? But we're all fallen people, right. and we're all, we all still have that sin nature, you know? And if we, if we don't keep our eyes fixed on that cross, fixed on that, that one Jesus that was lifted up for our salvation, we're all prone to wonder. Right. We have to stay fixed on Jesus Christ. And I think what you're saying is what, when we started off in Second Corinthians six three, I right. think that's why Paul was saying we have given no one an occasion for offense. Our right. ministry is blameless before you. Right. He went so far as to say, I don't even like to ask you for money. Right. Even though I could, as an apostle, I could. I would. You know, tithes are given so that the ministry goes forward and all of that. I could, but I didn't want to burden you. Right. I didn't want that to be the focus of my ministry. I didn't want right. to be the one coming in here saying, hey, give me money and I'll give you the gospel. Right. He's like, I don't care if you pay me. I don't care what it is. This is the gospel message and right. I'm willing to go to death for it. Right. You know, I think that's so encouraging, man. Right. I mean, I think no, I all of us, if we're ministering anywhere we go, that that's, that's a paid position as a pastor or in concrete, you know, finishing a floor next to a guy telling him about Jesus Christ. Right. Wherever you go, do it wholeheartedly and don't do it with hypocrisy. No, I I think it's setting an example. For me, I don't know that I have to speak like when Paul talks about how he commended himself. Yeah, he did speak the truth and and he states it in that passage that he did. But he was patient. He was kind. It was sincere love. It was the power of God. People could see something working in him. So that's what what I want us to be. I never want Mm -hmm. us to look at just people. You've got to look at Jesus Christ and entertain those claims. Mm -hmm. And understand this. There's a notion out there that every church and every Christian church is teaching a different message. 
For the most part, that is very untrue. Most of the Bible-believing churches that I know differ on a couple of things. One would be on baptism, if you sprinkle or you immerse, and one would be, is your soul eternally secure? And some would mm-hmm. believe that, you know, if you did bad stuff, maybe you're not saved anymore. We would believe one saved, always saved. Right. And then sign gifts. But outside of those few handful of things, if you believe in the Bible, the church on all core cardinal doctrines, there's not a big split and divide in churches, right? No. So there's I, not. Yeah. Now, getting back to this, I just want to state this because I think it's important, the gospel. Whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Yes. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And maybe you need to hear that today Amen. as we conclude this podcast. God so loved the world, and you're part of the world he loved. And if you were the only person on this planet, Jesus still would have gone to the cross, and you would have still needed him to go to the cross. Yeah. Because every one of us is a sinner. Every one of us has an issue with sin. And because of that, because of that, we need Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And my encouragement would be believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. We appreciate you tuning in, being part of the show today. Share it. Tell your friends about it. And uh, have a great week.